This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. This week, I am answering people's questions that they submitted on my Instagram account. So today's question is, can you talk more about mixed matched sex drives in couples? Yes, I can. So it's very common for people to be in a relationship with another person who has a higher or lower desire for sex than they do. And what that might look like is that they both desire sex to have more or less frequency. Maybe even they desire different types of sex. And so this can cause a lot of frustration in the relationship. I want to give you a couple tips so that rather than becoming a source of frustration and conflict, you and your partner can talk about it and work through it in a way that elicits respect and kindness and connection. So first of all, we want to make sure that we are approaching this with empathy. The quickest way to make this into an even bigger problem, the quickest way to layer more and more onto this issue is to start blaming and judging. So sometimes we might point the finger at the other person who's different than us and we might make a judgment about them. If our partner wants sex more often than we do, we might say, oh my gosh, why is everything about sex? If our partner wants sex less than we do, we might say, what's wrong with them? Why don't they ever care about sex? Why aren't they trying? They're not trying hard enough for me. And when we start making these assumptions and when we start blaming and criticizing, then just the conversation around sex becomes so fueled with tension and negativity that it becomes really complicated to talk about. So instead, we just want to look at it as a difference and approach it with empathy. The second thing that can be really helpful is to sit down and think about the times when things felt good and to explore what was it that happened during those times. In this conversation, you need to have an openness of what feels good to your partner. So your partner might say something like, the times where we've had really good sex have been times when there's not a lot of stress going on in my life. And instead of approaching that by saying, well, sex is supposed to make you feel less stressed. So why is that? That can't be true. You want to believe your partner because your partner's perception and experience of sex is what matters here if you're going to get on the same page, right? And then your partner needs to be able to hear your perception and experience of sex. From that conversation, you can try to distill what is it that we could implement into our lives that would help us to build a sex life that feels like a win for both of us. The other activity you can do is explore what's called accelerators and brakes. So when you think about a car, an accelerator is what accelerates and speeds up the car and the brake is what slows it down. Now we all have sexual accelerators and brakes. There are certain things that help us to feel like we wanna get into bed and there are certain things that put the brakes on. And in a relationship, 
these tend to not be the exact same things. So talk to your partner about what their accelerators are. And accelerators can be anything from sexy lingerie, candlelight, a location, to things that we don't often think about, like a clean house, chores being done, a work day that wasn't stressful, certain smells. So talk about your accelerators. Talk about your breaks. The breaks might be, for example, other smells, not feeling clean, having a hard day at work, a messy environment, overstimulation, loud kids. So sit down and talk to each other about what your accelerators and your brakes are. I am Liz Earnshaw. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you. So please take a moment to leave us a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Go to fathom.fm slash goodrisings, ask questions, and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.